Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now What's going on, everybody? Ha ha, hi, folks. We are back. This is episode 110 of the Dark Windows podcast. My name is Kevin. I guess I'm Kevin, too. Very enthusiastic of you. <laughs> um, You're welcome, by so, the way. So, sorry it's going to be a day late this week. Kind of got away from us with the holiday and whatnot. Um, so sorry. <laughs> so, this is going to be out a day later than usual, and we're sorry. We still love you. I'm not sorry, God damn it! Oh, because Kevin fucking sucks. You're right. Anyway, I suck. What are we? Uh, what are we talking about this week, buddy? We're gonna go back to one of our old faithfuls. Okay, my old faithful. Uh... Oh, fucking cult master. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my fallback. Hey, what are we gonna do? Want to talk about a cult? Sure, let's talk about a cult. Our resident fucking cult expert, Kevin Hire. <laughs> Hater of all things cults. Uh, That's yes. not inaccurate. No, it is not. It is not inaccurate at all. Because you're like, I fucking hate these people. But I'll this, keep talking about them. But this one, though, so far is kind of like different from the rest. Let's put it that way. Okay. So far, I don't hate them. Ah, okay. I'm, I'm sure that'll change, but okay. I think they're a little wackadoodle, but... I, I mean, as cults are. Yeah, but these, like, for some of them, these were a little more wackadoodle compared to... Especially of how the cult came about. But we'll get into that. So, okay. Well, anyway. let's get into that. This week we're covering, well, it's going to be probably a a one to, maybe like a two to th- possibly three episode oh, for okay. this. Okay. And I have to make a disclaimer. I do apologize if people might think that, wow, he's really unorganized and... You know, it doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Okay, listen, but I really, an- anybody I, that's ever listened to the show knows that you're unorganized and don't know what you're talking about. You can go fuck yourself. We've even had emails about that, but that guy can go fucking die. Well, first <laughs> off, A, he doesn't know what he's talking about, but that's okay. You he know said. what? I, I take, I'll take the criticism, whatever. My, mine but was just a joke, though, so. I do know, uh, I will say this, it kind of made me like, th- what made me, what, would make you think that I'm unorganized and stuff is because at certain points I kind of go off on tan- – like we're going to go into tangents about different things because, well, I have to. So it's a regular week. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're starting to throw me off. I'm like, wait a minute. We always go on tangents. What the fuck are you talking about? 
<laughs> You're right. Never don't, mind. Don't fuck with me. Scratch that beginning then. <laughs> Jesus. So anyway, so this week we're going to be talking, this week and maybe the next couple, uh, or, well, definitely in the next week and possibly the week after, we're going to be talking about the Blackburn cult. Oh, okay. Now, I'm going to say this. I knew nothing about this this cult ever. I didn't know they existed. You you mentioned it, Kevin. I, yeah, I had heard of them on another show that I was listening to, and I was like, this could be interesting. I mean, because I've heard, like, the other show was very clinical about talking about cults. I'm like, not much personality, not much, like, speculation going into it. Well. Let's see what we think of it. Well. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, in night, I'm going to jump right into it. Fucking and I'm not gonna, giver. Like, we're going to talk about a little backstory of, like, what I found on the two that started it. In a little bit. But we're going to start with this on how it got started. So in May, in 1922, Matilda Otis May Blackburn. They That's kinda, a fucking mouthful. Yeah, most of the time in the research, they just refer to her as Blackburn or someone just referred to her as. That um, old bitch? No. Referred to her <laughs> as May. But Damn they it. probably would have referred to I her. I like mine better. <laughs> yes. Uh, at the time of. Crusty old fuck May. She wasn't that old. Well, I mean, eventually. Listen, at the time of the cult, how do I say it? Getting its... um, Getting its sea legs. Yes. Let's put it like that. Uh, She was 41 years old, okay? And her daughter, Ruth Wyland Rizzo, who was 24 at the time, they each, at the same time, not separately, but at the same time, claimed that the angels Gabriel and Michael appeared to them. No, and Michael did not challenge them to a duel. You're thinking it. I know it. Or didn't cut him in half or... Yeah. Uh-huh. I saw the look. No, I was just like... Most of my knowledge of, of the Archangels is from Supernatural. I'm like, Michael's kind of a dick. Gabriel was fun, though. Yeah, well... <laughs> Michael's a douche. Well, they both appeared together. Okay. And declared that both Matilda and Ruth to be the two witnesses described in the book of Revelations, chapter 11, verse 3. Now, I didn't know what Revelations book, the book of Revelations, chapter 11, verse 3 was. So guess what? You actually did some research? We're going to. What? <laughs> Damn, son. Okay, cool. I was about to look it up. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something like this. Goddamn right. So I proved you wrong, fucker. For once. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. So I had to look it up to see what chapter 11, verse 3 of Revelations was. And some might be like, you fucking idiot. I know that. Well, guess what? <laughs> chapter 11. Thou not shall thou shall not declare bankruptcy, or no. shall they? No, chapter not. eleven. No, no. Get the big bankruptcies. No, this is what it is. It was, and I will appoint two witnesses, and they will prophesy for one thousand two hundred and sixty days, clothed in sack sackcloth. So basically, okay, they would, you know, go around for that many days and. Sure. No. 
So apparently throughout the years before this point of the Bible, there had always been witnesses to different people of the Bible, such as Noah, Abraham, and Joseph. Um, and I think it was Ezekiel that had the spray paint. He No, he just huffed it. Witness me. Uh, yeah. God damn. Yes. Not the best Mad Max movie, but still a Mad Max movie. How dare you? It wasn't. It was fucking good. It was good. Fucking Road Warrior is still the best. Don't bring your Thunderdome bullshit in here. Road Warrior. Come on. I'm not saying Thunder... We will not go. That was Road Warrior. I love that line. I'm not saying the Thunderdome wasn't good. I'm just saying. Come on. Two man into one man leave. Who run Barter Town? I don't give a fuck who run Barter Town. It's still not Road Warrior. All right. All right. Anyway, so in so in this verse, the Bible introduces the reader to two new witnesses compared to the previous, where there was only one witness. Two new characters, and well, the particular new witnesses are the mo- a mother and daughter. Of course. So, they're like, well, hmm, this is interesting. Okay. So. It's almost like we made all of this stuff up perfectly. The fun doesn't stop there. (laughs) Because in addition to being declared the two witnesses, Mm -hmm. they were also instructed to write a book. Nice. Divine knowledge and revelation over the next few years. And upon publication... It would be a harbinger of imminent apoc- apocalyptic events. Excellent. Okay. Now, the book was initially to be titled The Seventh Trumpet of Gabriel, and later it was changed to The Great Sixth Seal, which uh, would have also reveal the lost, measure- lost measurements of that... They well, they pinpoint hidden riches in oil deposits. Ah, yeah. Okay, because these two women, fucking crazy, who never went anywhere in the world, didn't knew where all this shit was. Oh, why not? Of course you do. Yeah, as you do. I mean, so some crazy motherfuckers got to make it all up. Yeah, might as well be them. Now. That's basically how they got, you know, the idea to form this this cult. Right. Was because, well, they had a prophecy. Does anybody ever, like, go out looking to form a cult, or is it always, like, a religious movement that turns into a cult? Because usually if I'm thinking, like, I'm going to start a cult, it's like, we're going to, like, summon an old one or something and see what the fuck happens. I don't know. Usually it's like, even with Jim Jones, it's like, hey, no, we're just, like, we're just a bunch of fucking cool kids, like... We all love God and stuff, and I got this really good deal on Kool-Aid, so let's go hang out in the jungle and kill a congressman. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was only one, but... I, 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 I don't really know, but you know what? I bet you we'll find one. I'm, I don't or, know. Or, I'm sorry, I will find one. I don't know. So, now, let's go back a little tiny bit before these two wackadoodles. Yeah, I called them wackadoodles. You're, you're like hard on that word today, man. Yeah. Started this little group. Um, now... For their like, first shindig. Yeah. Now, I have to say, I'd be truly honest about this. I looked and I looked, um, and the background on these two ladies was 
very small because I like I we were mentioning off of you know before we started the podcast off air that <laughs> yes off air that what I found basically people didn't want to talk about the background of the two ladies they wanted to just talk go right into what they did uh, yeah and how they were prosecuted prostituted. Um, that <laughs> <laughs> wow, it was funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> I always mention prostitutes. Well, <clears throat> <clears throat> spoiler alert: <clears throat> hookers. <laughs> so, and hookers they shall be. Yes. Um. So this is what I found on them. Matilda was born in Storm Lake, Iowa, on August second, eighteen eighty one, and she died. June seventeenth of nineteen fifty one. Probably gonna save that part. Ah, she died. Yeah, but we you know, we could have let into that a little bit. Like, hey, this bitch died, and this is how she died. I hope it was fucking metal, like rolled her motorcycle or something, or followers fucking ate her or some shit. No. Oh, that'd be great. Now, so Ruth was born uh, somewhere around as like eighteen ninety something, ninety six, something like that. Um, I thought I actually put it in. I do apologize. Eh. I, I, I had looked it up and I actually had found it, but you know, me, my haste when I found this next bit of information, I was like, Ooh, Ooh, we should just talk about this. Fuck it. You know? Okay. Well, <laughs> let's talk about it. So Fuck it. Ruth, uh, this is all like, I didn't find much on Matilda, but Ruth, I found a little bit more, little bit of information and she was a failed, a- uh, silent film actress who just didn't have the voice for it? Well, actually, God damn it! It was a silent, um, silent movie joke. Fuck off! That was pretty well, good. I know what you're saying, but technically, she did have a one-hit wonder. Um, but her mother had actually financed most of her movies. Yep. Um, now she did produce and star in Portland, Oregon's first feature film entitled. And nugget in the rough, and this was this was in 1917. So, this was kind of like her one and done okay. movie that kind of you know it was famous enough, but it wasn't so famous that it sparked more movies and everything for her. Right. You know, she just didn't have it. Um, not more than a year after finding. No more success. They moved from Portland to Hollywood. She did try again to you know, spark her career in Hollywood because, you know, where else do you go besides Hollywood to have a better career? You know? Well, it depends on what you're trying to do. Well, in acting. <laughs> you could go to Broadway. True, you could. But you, you actually could. have to have talent to be on Broadway. Well, during this time, I mean... Allegedly. Well, I, I think also you, during this time, I believe is she could have went to Chicago, probably because there was a big movie studio in Chicago as well. If less, I'm not mistaken, less people getting shot all the time. Mm, do you want to rephrase that one? Because this was during the, the less monster. frequently were people being shot in <laughs> as large of numbers as they are now. All right, all right. I mean, fifty-six people a weekend on average is pretty big. Uh, okay, all right. So Ruth found that her acting. Wasn't very good. It was dog shit. Sure. So she stopped. And by 1922, she was, quote unquote, an 
oriental dancer. Ha. Ah. Or as another place referred to it as a taxi dancer. Dun, 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 dun. She's a stripper. Yes. <laughs> and Kevin Sorry. spoiled it. Chopsticks. Right. Today's terms, she was an exotic dancer. And this is you know how they financed, you know, got money to do what they were doing. Um she basically paid the bills. So her mom could, you know, she got the skills to pay the bills. She must have. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, prove me wrong. She was obviously making money. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't shortly after, you know, she became an exotic dancer that she, her and her mother had their encounter with the angels and their lives changed. Yep. So, all right. So now we're caught up to the point, you know, of their encounters and we got to get a little backstory on them. So... In addition to pinpointing the, the hidden riches and oil deposits that uh, they were directed to, um, also found a community of believers to wait for the end of the world. This is in addition to writing the book, being the, you know, the two uh, witnesses. Keeper uh, of the seals. Keeper of the seals. And all that good, you know, good stuff. They also had to start a group, right? Because they you were can't told. have a cult without a group of people. Well, no, you you have to have a following because you know you have to you have to be Noah and have you know save only a small group of people, right? And this is kind of what they wanted. So, wasn't too long after Matilda met Clifford Danby, uh, Dabney, sorry who was the nephew of an oil tycoon. <laughs> and he must have had a good chunk of, chunk of change himself because he turned over $50,000 to Matilda, which according to some information that I found, in, 19, in 19, uh, 2019 would have been worth $750,000. Well, I mean, oil tycoon. Yeah. And this was when like oil was first starting to get big. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, you were rolling in it if you had any money in there. And so in addition to the $50,000, he also donated 164 acres of land in the Santa Susana area of the Simi Valley in Ventura County. So I think it's safe to say this guy's pretty dumb. I guess. Or he's uh, gullible. Same difference. Or or maybe he's intrigued. More like it. Because during this time... There's a, there's a very thin line between intrigued and dumb, and this guy may cross it. I like to think he's probably dumb, though, giving away that much money to a woman you don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, That's a pretty not smart move, bud. He, he did kind of have a, a stipulation that it was that for giving the money and the land, it was that he was supposed to be one of the first to actually see the book. Ah, that they were writing. Okay, and you know, so it's kind of you know, double-edged sword. But I think he was, you know, more like what you said, just kind of stupid. Pretty dumb. Yeah. So, um, the land of the Simi Valley is where they actually built their church, their church, and where they relocated their small group of devoted followers they had at the time. 
They got some of uh, these followers due to the ability of Ruth to flaunt her feminine wiles ah. and bring in the men. You know, because you're a stripper and showing hey. off them titties. Oh yeah, you know, chance to see more of those. I mean, why not? As a guy, I can say we're pretty dumb. And if there's boobs involved, we're probably going to be interested, no matter what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's true. Now, the church that they built on this land had a massive uh, gilded wooden throne weighing 800 pounds. That's excessive, isn't it? Uh, Fucking 800-pound throne. I mean, that's pretty fucking heavy. Yeah. Um, It sat upon four hand-carved paws and on on top of it was a lion's head carved lion's head right now the ones that lived on the grounds were known as the great 11 this is the followers that lived there which is weird because there's like 37 of them something like that but you know (laughs) um now they built cabins on the property and they built the temple as well the temple held uh that they built, they held sacred, uh, held a sacred object that the group referred to as the light of God. Okay. Yeah. Now, the Great Eleven, while living on the grounds, held down jobs at the local tomato packing plant because they were expected to. Because, I mean, you live here. Well, You've got to have money to pay us. Yeah. And like, Shit ain't free. Like most cults, their paychecks went directly to the cult. Not even just cults, because, like, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses pay, like, 10% of their paycheck into it. Uh, Some newborn Christian. Newborn Christian, you, you mean. Whatever they call <laughs> I don't know. Fucking newborns don't have don't have paychecks, man. <laughs> I think you're talking born again. What? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Those things. <laughs> Fucking newborn with a paycheck. <laughs> Hey, man. Some are rich. Grow up and get a the job, you fuck. <laughs> I know you're a child, but goddammit. Uh, so the the checks that they would earn would be collected by Matilda and her husband, Ward Sinton. And you sent me a picture of this guy? Who was... Like, I've never seen someone who yeah. looks more like a human ferret than this motherfucker, because yeah. well, he really does. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he looks like a muppet. Well, let me let me let me tell the people so they can you know. We'll share pictures too. Yeah. So he was much younger than uh, than her. When I mean much younger, I mean that she was in her sixties and he was twenty nine. Oh, dude! Now get that nana tail. He was a strange looking fella. He had a long mustache and five inch long fingernails. Ah, he was so gross. <laughs> he was called Fucking mutant. Get out of here. <laughs> he, he was called quote the North Star of the world. Ugh. To me, I as I said to Kevin last night, I said he should have just been called the Rat King, dude. He's like he looked like like a rat. Like he's a like medically slow Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> I too have claws, but mine are only good for paper towels. And other things I can tear. That's it. For, the fuck out of here, you weirdo. <laughs> fuck you, Ward. For, he's sitting there. For 25 years, 
Just because this motherfucker's training turtles to fight people. <laughs> what a fucking chump. So, again, another stupid guy giving away his money to some crazy old bitch. I didn't say he gave away his money. He well, I mean, her. I think we're kind of implying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, the pair would pick up their checks, like I said, but they would not be driving themselves. They were chauffeured around in a big black car by their chauffeur, whose name was David Thompson. Okay. Now, while doing the research on this group, I found that found this about the members, what they would do at night. Oh. Not, you know, after working, whatever. They would gather in this natural amphitheater because um, on the grounds there was actually, like, kind of like a large hill where people could, like, look down right. into, like, a little valley. And so these, they would watch what they refer to as high priestesses that would walk around in their long robes, purple robes to be exact, and they would kill mules that they refer to as the jaws of death. I have no, f- I, I, I'm still kind of like going, what, what? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of useless animals you could kill. Mules aren't really one of them, because you can use them to pull stuff. Yeah. I mean, you get some, like, I don't know, parakeets or something? Like, the jaws of death it just squawks at you. Yeah. Or a turkey. I don't know. I just, I'm not a big fan of birds. No. I, mean, I don't even like my own goddamn chickens. Mm. You do too, liar. You could sacrifice, like, rats or something? Okay, fine. Or Ward, because he's a fucking rat. <laughs> <laughs> he is the king of rats. Fucking splinter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, very much so. Now, Gross. <laughs> according to an article that I read, it stated that forest rangers that must have been watching them um, <laughs> actually watched... Fucking totally weirded out. For I don't know why, but they watched the whole sacrifice ritual... And stated that after the ritual was done, members would get naked and dance in the, in the middle, all, like like all the blood, just just get up and dance. I'm like, okay, first off, why in the fuck are the the for you know these forest rangers? Why are they there and why are they there at night? I mean, did they? They're probably like, doing creep stuff, and this just got them hard. <laughs> now, like, what are they dancing to? Because I mean. Footloose, like naked and donkey blood, <laughs> it could be fucking excellent. I, I don't know. This is the like this one particular article was the only time I ever saw this. You know, a lot of this other stuff was, you know, reiterated back and forth, and I was like, okay. Now that the sacrifice is complete, can we dance. Prepare the dirty dancing soundtrack. <laughs> no one puts donkeys in the corner. Then all of a sudden you hear. Footloose. No, that's not the fucking track. Wrong one. <laughs> fucking Ward. Damn you. Your goddamn rat claws. You can't even pick up the right. <laughs> Put the right eight track in, you fucking idiot. Oh. They didn't have eight tracks, though. That's uh, sad. Records. Uh, oh, Jesus. He just uses his little fucking rat claws for, like, the, the, the needle. <laughs> Ward, leave your fingers alone. I'm sorry, my nose was itchy. So, 
Sorry, this guy just fucking irritates me already. Just because I've seen a picture of him, I'm like, I hate your fucking guts, you creepy little weirdo. <laughs> yes. That's, I'll stop. That's fine. I can't help it. It's just like, he's fucking gross, and I yeah. hate him. One of the few people privileged enough to have seen a draft of the Sixth Seal, which is the book. Yes. Called it, quote, the most outstanding bewildering hodgepodge of biblical and mythological references which is probably why its release was constantly delayed and then never appeared at all that's like the the 1920s way of saying this is the dumbest bullshit i've ever seen and it's not going to make it to shelves but it's like the song it's like that you know whole this is a song that never ends. I was yeah. like, well, we'll just keep dragging it on and on and on. Yeah, because, you know. We're going to tell you that it's going to come out. Fucking Mary Shelley, she is not. No. In 1936, um, May would finally, which is Matilda, would finally publish their only book called The Origin of God, which is similarly. Fuck, dude. Stop stepping on your own fucking tongue. Let my friend Kevin talk. <laughs> May would publish her the only book that the group would ever publish, which was called The Origin of God, which was flawed like the sixth seal. It's actually a cookbook. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was supposed to have been about revelations and the end of the world and such like that, but all it really taught us was, you know, four different recipes for scalloped potatoes. Definitely. And maybe a possibly a way to how to kill a mule. In, we have uh, to use the mule blood, obviously. Because well, of course. We don't let any of it go to waste. Ne- no, never. never. We make use of all of the buffalo or donkey, whatever we're killing this time. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> according to... I got this quote from um, Samuel Fort. He... Uh, wrote a book called The Cult of the Great Eleven. Okay. Okay. He said, quote, there is a lot of repetition that the author insists is necessary to really pound her home her point. Though a cynic might observe there are a few ideas that the repetition's real. Hmm? Hmm? A few ideas that the repetition's real purpose was to generate enough material for a book. Now, I didn't write that, so... No, some other dickhead did. Sorry. So, basically, he just kind of said, like we just said, that, yeah, you know, they were quite repetitive. Right. And they didn't really actually get anywhere. Just hitting that word count. Yeah. Just kind of, like, went back over and over and over things. And never really, like, went forward. Right. I was... Kind of like how I felt when I doing this research for this. It was just, like, a lot of... Okay. I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Fuck these assholes. Fuck yeah. Warden's stupid face. Now, I... Crazy I did, little hillbilly rat teeth. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> now, I did forget to mention at the start of the episode that Blackburn Colt wasn't actually the name that the two girls gave 
the name of the cult. Oh, I bet it had some crazy fucking, like, complicated horse shittery of a yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Of course it did. Their official name was the Divine Order of the Royal Arms of the Great Eleven. But then I guess they also shortened it down to the Great Eleven Club. Perfect. <laughs> That does so, much better. Rolls yeah. right off the tongue. Yeah, just so you didn't want to, just, so you don't have to say, you know, the divine order of the royal arms of the eleven, grade eleven. You know, that's pretty stupid. Still, so you belong in the organizations or anything like that. You know, Ralph. Yeah, the GCHWLMNO Q's and F. The what? That one. Oh, oh, yep. oh. Huh. <laughs> Can you like shorten that down? It's mostly just like a cheese club. Yeah. Oh. It's basically just we're we're calling ourselves a cheese club because oh. you know. We like cheese and shit. Uh-huh. Fucking Ward's not allowed anymore, though. <laughs> His weird little clicky-ass rat teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Again, fuck this guy so much. Just for being stupid and just being a fucking giant dummy. Now, <laughs> yeah. So, to show you how this information kind of, like, float in, I... Uh, well, going along through, trying to pick up any bits and pieces and seeing anything I missed that would pertain to the background or anything else, I'm like, oh, hey, look at this. Something that, you would know... Would you look at that? Something I didn't know about them, which happened to be that this this little cult there had this little inner group called, like, because you have know, the inner circle, but then you have also the inner inner circle. Double inner circle. Yes. Not to be confused with the double entendre. I don't even know what that means. Uh-huh. Anyway. Anyway, so they, this little inner, inner group were called the high, were made up of what they called the high priestesses. Okay. Which I had mentioned earlier. Like I mentioned, I had mentioned before previous, if you remember, I mentioned high priestesses. Yeah. Well, they were part of this inner group called the Royal Family of the Chosen Eleven. And what, they where do they made, come up with these fucking names? I don't, I don't know. They were made up of nine queens, which Matilda and Ruth were one of the nine. Obviously. Or two of the nine. I was going to say, that'd yeah. be tricky. <laughs> True. Um, We've no. become one. So they were treated extra special. And what I mean by treated extra special, they each had marble palaces erected on the Mount of Olives, which is uh, Barnsdale Park in Hollywood. What the fuck? Yeah. And now (laughs) this was supposed to be supplied by the 11 kings chosen by the angel Gabriel. Yep. Okay. Of course. Yeah. The queens and their respective entourages were to rule the world with the advent of eternal life. Never gonna die. Advent calendars. Yes. So, the part of, of ruling the world and the advent of eternal life was basically their gospel and it's what the women preached. And that their religion uh, really was about promising greedy people access to the mythical treasures if they would invest now in the production of the sixth seal. seal. So the shit's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Like right from the get-go. Okay. So you tell two people, and they'll tell two more people. 
And, and, and then everybody will be selling makeup. It's fucking perfect. And then, they, but they had to do whatever Ruth and May or Matilda said, no matter how irrational, because the angel had told them it was needed to bring the universe into harmony. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Any, okay. So this is like the stupidest shit so far that I've ever heard. And it's just dumb people with money yeah. that are more than willing to part with it in the stupidest way possible. Yeah. Oh, God damn. Yeah, I mean... I wish I was dumb and had money. Fuck, that'd be great. Th- I'm just dumb instead. I, I mean... This was kind of... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't doesn't get any, you know... It doesn't get any more intelligent. More intelligent? Awesome. It's still, uh... Like, I mean... Next week, we're going to kind of get into more of the cult and kind of more of, um... The shit that they were... That they did. Like... Ruth was married... And her husband, like, got pissed off and was like, fuck you, I'm gone. Well, she had to make a cover story up and basically said that, you know, he had gone on vacation or something. Ah. You know, and then there was a little bit more to it. So it's kind of like a little teaser. That's a little teaser for next week. Turns out he went on, like, a uh, Carol Baskin's husband vacation. Hmm, maybe. He got got. Possibly. Don't know. Same with Carol Baskin's husband. They said I saw a thing saying that they'd found his remains. Oh. So. I don't know. Wonder if she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars still. <laughs> Seriously, no. She's no. supposed to be on the next season of it, and it's like fucking why? Why? If anything, we should get fucking Joe Exotic on there. He would probably look better in a dress. Probably. Listen here, motherfucker. Fucking Carol Baskin. You are going to play fucking Molly Hatchet, and I will dance with whomever I want. I'll dance with myself. <laughs> I'll bring my goddamn tiger in this. I can't dance with that, with that one husband, though, because, you know, he accidentally shot himself. Well, <laughs> Accidentally, the, possibly, unpurposely shot himself. Well, and, and the other one is, he pretended to be gay for me, but yeah. he, he really wasn't gay. Yeah, he was just gay for meth. Yeah. I, I mean, who wasn't? And, and, and the other husband, well... He, he was gay for meth, too. Yep. So, I don't think... He wasn't we, so gay for bullets, though. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, too soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it really, though? I don't know. We will never financially Maybe. recover from this. <laughs> Fuck. Strong possibility. So, yeah, that is the episode. It's short, like I said, but there wasn't really much for background on these ladies and on the cult. It was more, like I said, it's going to be more focused on the shit they did. And some of this shit gets real fucking weird, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Like, very weird. Like, you know, kind of some of the stuff that they kind of conned their followers into doing. And some other things. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's this episode. Uh, go over to studio.com. And uh, go check out uh, their headphones, well, earbuds. So, yeah, go over to studio.com and uh, check out their headphones, earbuds, and Bluetooth speaker. 
that they you have. don't have to back some bullshit book that they're going to do either. No, you can just you buy don't. their stuff because it's really good quality. Yes, yes, definitely, and uh, it will be shipped to you. Yeah, I can tell you that that FemTO speaker that they sell made putting my chicken run together that much less miserable uh-huh. because I got to listen to some like good like Irish folk music while I was doing stuff, and it was fucking excellent. We did, we did, yeah. Very well. And if you put in Dark Windows 15 at checkout, you get 15% off your entire order. Yeah. Way to fucking steal my thunder. Hey, you fucking left it there. Well, I was going to finish it, but you fucking... Here know. it is, just a fucking bowl of thunder on the table. You weren't going to do anything with it, so I figured I'd take some. <laughs> all right, then. Fine. Be like that, You then. can't use all this thunder yourself anyway. I probably could. I don't know, man. That's a lot of thunder. Well, fine. Fuck you. We don't have to recycle thunder anymore, either, so... Yes, you do. Just fucking throw that shit away. <laughs> It's actually extra 10 cents. <laughs> we have to compost our thunder. <laughs> Fucking Vermont's great. It is. Thunder so, yeah. composting. You can also go over to... Darkwindowspod.com. Dot com. And we've got links to all of our show stuff there. We've got links to our Facebook and Instagram. We've got links to our Twitter, which we don't use. We've got links to our Patreon. We've got links to our Age of Radio page, which is our home network, where you can go back and listen to every episode of this shit that we've ever done. Because uh, after, like, episode 100, the big um, podcatchers like that start to delete episodes. So, if you're kind of getting to the game late, you're going to have to go over to ageradio.com. And if you, by chance, happen to run into another show over there that you like, even better. Because we got all kinds of stuff. We got stuff for everybody on Age Radio. Um, we also have links to our Threadless store where you can go buy Dark Windows merch of all sorts, including but not limited to, but mostly t shirts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But. <clears throat> yeah. Also, hey, I want to give a shout out to uh, everybody in the West Coast. Fucking, your entire shit is on fire. Yeah. Run. Yeah, my brother lives in Oregon and. He's he's kind of running north a little bit because uh, it's pretty well smoky in that area, and uh, we know a couple other people. We know quite a few people out yeah, there. Yeah, that you know. I mean, I'm j- safe. I've always joked about burning California to the ground. I wasn't actually serious. Twenty twenty, please stop. <laughs> yeah, my my sister in law posted a a picture from I think it was last night on uh, Facebook basically showing what it looked like at night and she was like yeah it's a fucking flaming hellscape yeah <laughs> i was like holy shit and then i i just uh, more so than normal <laughs> i just saw that actually everybody in her county that for uh people fighting the fires were actually told to, to stand down yeah that's kind of fucking sketchy when that yeah when it gets that wait, bad to wait further instructions because i guess there's like two different fires and they're getting ready to merge perfect mm. Yeah, that's exactly what we needed this year. It was just, like, everything to catch on fire, and then for all that fire to meet each other. I can't remember if it's Utah or Colorado where they've got, like, this, like, the western third of the state is on fire, the <laughs> eastern third of the state is on fire, and then the middle they got, like, two feet of fucking snow. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, guys? Make up your goddamn mind what's going on here. It's, it's craziness. But, yeah, just, you know, don't die in a fire. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. You know, if you got to get out, get the fuck out. Yeah, Almost for say. sure. So, with that said. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I was playing dominoes on my phone. <laughs> Just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. You're fucking fired.
I am on fire. 